This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good afternoon. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. So last Friday, I'm sitting at my desk, and I start to hear whispers that Hannibal Burris is in the building. This is the type of thing that happens at a radio station where your favorite celebrity shows up for an interview with someone. In this case, it was a couple hosts at our sister station, Vocalo. And you have a decision to make. Say something or don't. For me, with Hannibal, it was obviously yes. You may know Hannibal Burris as an actor and stand-up comedian. I first came across him on one of my favorite shows, Broad City. But when I talked to Hannibal for the rundown, I found out he's also a rapper. And he just dropped a new single called Knee Brace under the moniker Eshoo Tune. Hit it from the back with my knee brace on. The Velcro Park, he catching a thong. Catching a thong. He told Vocalo that the name was inspired by the benevolent Yoruba trickster god, Eshoo. Appropriately, you'll hear him playing tricks on me later in the conversation. But first, I asked him about recording Knee Brace, which he did right here in his hometown. We recorded, it was the Monday after Pitchfork Festival. So I just got through doing a bunch of shows. It's always fun to record the day after doing a lot of shows because you're already kind of comfortable and loose. And so, uh, yeah, went in. We did it at Classic Studios. And uh, Halle Supreme, who freaking collaborator of mine he he produced the the track the stuff that was i started writing in my brain felt it didn't feel that interesting so i wanted to challenge that a little bit and i just looked up weird words and then <laughs> I said, let me just look up weird words yes and then well, let me just start writing around this and it was just fun writing around them you know because i hadn't used these words in conversation or song before and so it it kind of was a, a exercise to String them together in a way that made sense, and not just saying. I just looked up weird words. Use a snarly guster, travel monster. Why you out here causing problems? A walking Donnie Brook. I yell out, Guard Louis, time to grab your bumper shoe. I don't know, have no 45, but got a snicker seat. Don't act like a nick and poop. You be spinning with it. And first time I recorded it, I couldn't because I wasn't used to saying them yet. I just <laughs> broke up laughing, but I still got them out. But at the end, it broke up laughing, but. And that gave it a better feel. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to be silly, but still have a, a dope flow to it. So recorded it that day and then listened to it in the car, got more comfortable with the words, and then came back in a couple of days later to, to finish the track. Okay. Yeah. It's catchy. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. I, and I also, I was just able to, we had fun making it and I had fun recording it. And so it was just a good time. So it's a time capsule for for the, just that day, those couple of days. So most people, I think, are like me in that they, they know you for your comedy. How long have you been making music? I made music before I ever did stand-up comedy. When? I, when did you start? I started doing stand-up comedy in 2002, and I probably recorded my first songs in the year 2000 or 2001 at my friend David's house. And uh, he had a beat machine, so I freestyled some songs. So this is your friend, your friend Dave from what, high school? Grade school. Grade school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up going to the same high school. But yeah, from, from probably 1990, 91, he was my neighbor, yeah. And so 
you're making music as a youngin. Mm-hmm. Are you funny too at that time? Like, are you the class clown, or is that something that kind of came later? I think I was I was always a, f- a funny kid and had my moments. I wouldn't say full on class clown. It's depending on the class, you know. <laughs> I, I pick my spots. I think you were at Steinmetz. I was at Steinmetz uh, for for high school. And Whitney Young for seventh and eighth grade. I was probably more of a class clown at Whitney Young because I was, I was in, in the academic center, which is you had to test into that. So I tested in there from sixth grade, and so I went from a very small school, St. Paul Lutheran School, which was a school that had first and second grade in the same classroom, third and fourth grade same classroom, fifth and sixth grade. Interesting. And I went from going from there into Whitney Young. Now I'm changing classes in seventh grade after being at a place where I just sat in the same room mm. all day. Looking back, I don't think I reacted well to the to the shift and the change because it's a pretty drastic environmental shift. Nobody pinpointed it at the time. <laughs> nobody, like, prepared you and said, this is going to be. And, and when I started struggling, nobody really figured it, that that's what it was. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so then I started kind of acting out and my grades dipped and, and getting in trouble and all these other things just because of that, that environmental shift. So when, you, when you're doing your comedy now, I mean, is that something that you draw from, right? Or is that something that you think about or is it, is it different? I think now is just thinking things are interesting and, and want people to understand my perspective and, mm-hmm. and thinking I have a, a fun idea about something that I, that I like to share. Or if I'm just, you know, talking in conversation with somebody and they and they laugh about it, then trying to communicate that to an audience. And and I was able to channel that in high school. I was on debate team. And so that was probably one of my early experiences with performing and presenting and preparing and, and really thinking about ideas and, and angles and, and talking points and being able to defend them too. Yeah. Which you have to do in comedy if you got hecklers you got people that challenge you either challenging the attention of the room or challenging something you say and so I think that kind of prepared me for dealing with crowds so now you're you're getting back or maybe you've been you've been making music this whole time but mm-hmm. it's, it's coming out you know you're putting it out you're going around you're doing your interviews and um why why now why music and why now I wanted to do it for a while like it was I think once I started getting going with stand-up and, and acting, probably around 2011, 2012, I started talking about doing a project. Mm. But never, I was so locked in on other stuff, and I wasn't able to manipulate time as good. I wasn't able to, okay, this is we're going to take these days and lock in on this. It was The time was there. I was partying and stuff. I could have been, okay, I'm on the road, but... After we finish this gig, we're going to the studio. And I think it was just, I got caught up in the identity of it. Like, you know, oh, it'll be a tough shift to do because I've been, I'm so entrenched in this other world. But once the world slowed down two years ago, I was able to really focus on it because I didn't really want, there was some stand up gigs happening, but they were outside. I did a drive in tour, that was terrible. Mm. You performing for people that's in their cars. There's no, you didn't. There was no part of my training that was that. Like, oh, here's how you work a parking lot <laughs> <laughs> during a pandemic. It, it's weird. And so doing that, music was the only only process for me that wasn't really affected by that. 
So you just go to the studio and you in the studio. Mm. The, the vibe, you know, once you're in there, you can and you get going. You forget about outside. It's treated. You don't hear. You know. You able to really lock in. Yeah, the studio is definitely more of a controlled environment. Yeah, yeah. It's no matter what else is going on, the studio is the studio. Yes. So this song is one of many. We we, we got more coming. Yeah, this is the first one that I'm really pushing. I put out my project in April. It's eight tracks. But I didn't um, put out any videos behind. I just kind of got it out to get it out. I didn't. I didn't put any. This is my first song. I'm putting a little energy behind. Okay. Yeah, and so then and then I'll start working on the other ones too, and and putting together visuals. I'm excited about that aspect of it because that's I've already you know put together documentaries and and specials of my own. So being able to take each piece of music and and figure out how to elevate it is 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 I'm, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, so you're multi-hyphenate, right? So this is just kind of like another another layer that you're showing us. Yeah, it's just it's just something I've always done. I care about the live experience. And so being able to bring many elements to the to the live concert experience is important to me. From being able to have elements of comedy, have elements of music, live instrumentation, to visuals and, and wanting to learn more instruments. I'm going to pick up the saxophone again hey. and learn drums, learn keys. And so I'm really excited about what my, my show. My show now is cool, but I'm excited what my show is going to be in, in, in five years. Yeah, that's a part of being a creative. The The art inspires the art and inspires yeah. the art. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I'm from Detroit. Okay. Um, I lived here for about four years, a few years ago, and I just moved back for this. For this. Yeah. And, you know, as a native Chicagoan, where, where are your favorite places? Tell me where to go. My favorite places to go? Let's see. When you want to be entertained. When I want to be entertained? I go to Promontory. They always have some some good some good shows going. Some unexpected folks. I saw Busy Bone there. Mm. Uh, seen some great open mics there. Uh, Subterranean, I'll go to sometimes. I like the six oh six open mic on Tuesdays. Tell me someplace I gotta go for. I'm here for two weeks. I can spend my whole two weeks this place maybe, or I gotta go there at some point before I leave. Okay, so somewhere you gotta go. You got to hit up Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg. <laughs> Thank you. You got to hit up. All right. Listen, they got the Bed Bath & Beyond app. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else you would like to tell me about your song, about yourself? Uh, Well, the song, the song is my magnum opus, and... I won't let anybody tell me otherwise. It's a beautiful piece of my brain and my heart, and I'm excited to have it out in the world. I'm excited to be here speaking about it in the same city it was created in. I'm glad to be home. Thank you for having me. Yeah, full circle. Thank you for coming. For sure. That was comedian, actor, rapper, multimedia artist Hannibal Burris, a.k.a. SU Tune. You can find his new single, Knee Brace, wherever you listen to music. And for a longer conversation with Hannibal, head over to Vocalo.org to see a video of his chat with my colleagues Biko and Nudia Hernandez. And that's it for week one of The Rundown. If you just found out about this podcast, we've been here all week. New episodes drop Monday through Friday and sometimes twice daily, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning. I'm Erin Allen. Talk to you then.
You're listening to The Rundown with Aaron Allen. This is Tyrese Gibson from the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> who, who, what up? Give, give me some more dark-skinned black black men. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, it's Lil Real Harry. Oh, hello. I'm Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, he's just Elbert. Listen, you're listening to The Rundown with Aaron Allen. Hey, what's up? It's Gucci Mane. <laughs> no. All right. It's good. It's all right. You're listening to The Rundown with Aaron Allen, WBZ.